0: La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Catengel. Local sports, national sports. The G Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Catengel.
2: Hola, amigos! It is another edition of the Sports Hangover, and welcome. So of course, a show that we're going to talk a little bit about, lottery. What a difference a year makes and really a lot of different aspects of it where you, you kinda were listening and watching yesterday and it's was kinda like, uh, oh, okay, it is what it is. Pell's got this and didn't get that. Uh, a lot different than in seasons past where you were depending and waiting on that lottery to make sure that the team would even be watchable. Not anymore! Uh-oh, guess
3: what day it is? Guess what day it is?
4: It's hump day. Hump
3: day! I know you can hear
2: me. Let's get
3: stupid. Today's more of that, what, that Wednesday hump
2: day is that what it is. is Shaq Digital Underground Head Coach, Sean of the Payton. I guess Fox, NFL analyst Sean Payton now, right? So weird to say that, but I guess it is what it is. Got to start getting used to it, don't we? It is Wednesday, the midway point of your work week. May 18th, got tons to get into.
3: To all the ladies, peace and happiness forever.
2: As always, we welcome you to the show. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. Got plenty to get into. Coming up at twelve fifteen, 15 Ali Cosell, the Bird writes. We'll talk, of course, about what took place last night in the NBA Draft Lottery. We know the draft order. The Orlando Magic will be selecting first overall, OKC second, Houston third, Sacramento four. So the Pels did not get into the... One through four spot, Detroit five, Indiana six, Portland seven, New Orleans. The eighth pick will be made by the New Orleans
5: Pelicans.
1: New Orleans receives this pick from the L.A. Lakers because of the Anthony Davis trade.
4: (laughs) It is.
2: There it is. Yes. Thank you, L.A. At some point today, we'll play I Love L.A. Why not? Anytime we can have a little fun with that. So the Pelicans will be selecting eighth overall. They will do so. And then they will also have two picks slated in the second round. And whether or not they select or not, we will see. But we will also discuss that with Ali Cosell. They currently have picks 41, 47, and 52. But, Gus, you only said they had two in the second round. You're right. Because that 47 pick, uh, is not theirs because of previous trades. You see, the way that works is very simple. That is Memphis's since they didn't get the first round pick. Okay. So since it was 10 and less, Pels at eight get it. And then Memphis gets the second round pick. If it would have been above that, then it would have been Memphis's pick. So either way, Pels right now, eight, 41, fifty two is the way to chime in um uh, 809-981-0003 at ESPN Radio Nola. It's gonna be our question of the day, of course, and we will bring in Jordan the intern as uh, or is it still Jordan the intern or is it Jordan the graduate? How would you like to be referred to? At least for this week. For this week. I still think you should be intern. That's just me, but
4: well, I guess whatever you want. Yeah, I mean,
2: well, that is, that is true. It is my show. <laughs> it is your show. <laughs> Our question of the day, sir. How are you today?
4: I'm doing well. What about you, Gus? And the question of the day before I I'll let you answer that question is uh, Wednesday's question of the day. Pelicans fans, do you have a player you'd like to see selected with the eighth overall pick? You could comment at ESPN Radio New Orleans or call in 800-998-1003. hmm
2: uh so think about it and we have a, a couple of different people that have chimed in already. David Grubb, we've had him on in the past, hard in the paint. He likes Dyson Daniels, six eight, uh can shoot from three, international G League experience, rebounds, defends is what he treated yesterday. A couple of other people have put out a, a bunch of different players here as well. As I mentioned, Jordan Ali is coming up next segment. He likes Benedict Mathurin from Arizona. He's going to make the case as to why. Do you, do you have a player in mind yourself or do you just want the Pels to pick a good player? Do you want just the Pels to pick it? Do you want the Pels to trade it? I've seen some people, Schmidt doing a couple of others, um, David Fisher, a couple of others saying, Hey, look, what about trading back to the Clippers? They can take, you know, Devontae Graham doing things like that nature where, you know, 8 to 12, you just find a player. Cause at the, at the end of the day, 8 to 12 is probably a player who's going to come off the bench help you in a capacity or so right not somebody that you're looking to kind of be anything special but before you answer that since you did that to me um remember no one thought herb jones was going to be a central figure so i i just i'm i i guess what i want more than a player more than this i want the pels to take it seriously like they did last year you know what i'm saying like because you and I have had this discussion since we first started on the show. You know, you you were all about one and dons and all this and that. If you're listening again for now, what, your fifth NBA draft with us? I mean, people like, you know, well, we can take the guy that some have at number four. We could take the guy number one in Chet. You know, Chet is listed at 190. Keyshawn Johnson's like, that means he's probably 185. He weighs less than me and he's seven feet tall. You know, what I, but I mean, that's, that's the thing. Holy, and like, I'm watching yesterday in, the, in a draft lottery room and, and Jordan, they show five Duke players and they're all like, Hey, the first time ever this could happen. The most has been four. And I'm sitting here going five. Did, did I watch that team last year and think, you know, that five first round picks? Now I understand. I understand they made it to the final four and I get all that, but you know, what I'm saying? you get what I'm getting at where I watched games last year and I'm like, that guy, even Boncara. I thought sometimes he was good, and other times, where is he? You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I, I but what do you think? Do, do you, I just want the Pels to treat all the picks they got and don't be like sell it for cash and you know, grab guys even if they can't make your roster this year? That's why you have Birmingham develop some of these players. I just think, as I've told you before, you have two rounds to get players. Out of the entire world, can you not find somebody that shoots a three? Can you not find somebody that can block a shot? Can you not find somebody that can come in for whatever reason and either call them up or can earn a spot on the team to rebound, defend, shoot, dunk, something? Like you have the whole world. Two rounds. That's well, it. It sounds like
4: it sounds like you agree. It sounds like you agree with with CBS Sports has on with, where they Pelicans are projected okay. to draft, which is the eighth pick. AJ Griffin shooting forward from Duke, uh, averages 10 points a game, mm-hmm. averages 3.9 rebounds. We'll, we'll, round that up, say four rebounds a game. Sure. He's a 44% three point shooter. And, uh, he's a big wing who was nearly a 50% three point shooter and is already an NBA ready scorer who just needs to fine tune his defense okay. and be more consistent and per and CBS. Perfect.
2: And guess what? Uh, the, the Pels have coaches to refine you defensively. The Pels, our defensive team, right? Um, or, or at least that's what Willie Green wants to do. And they also have some guy named Fred Vinson to help, you know, continue the growth when it comes to shooting the basketball. So I'll say this whether it's, you know, Benedict Mathurin, Dyson Daniels, AJ Griffin, wing and point guard seems to sort of be what uh, I think a lot of people are, are looking at, right? I mean, isn't that kind of what you're, you're kind of seeing from the most part for most people? NBA draft.net. Again, just another, another place that we'll be looking at. Now they have somebody that I know Ollie can't wait to talk about next segment. And that is, uh, Shadon Sharp. And have you seen his workouts, his videos, his things? That it's, the guy literally has the vertical of Michael Jordan. Like that, that's, that's the kind of vertical he has. Um, I think he's either one shy, one inch 48 and he was 49 or his was 49 and Jordan's 48, something like that. I mentioned the tweet last week when that happened. Um, ridiculously athletically gifted, right? And it's just he hadn't played a college game. So that's what you're getting Uh and if he was there. Now I saw some people say, hey, can you move up to five from eight to five if Sharp is available to go get him here as well. I'm all about scoring and shooting, Jordan. I think when you saw the game yesterday, Heat 118, Celtics 107, It turned in the third quarter because of scoring, right? 39-14. You gotta be able to shoot threes. You gotta be able to guys that can make shots. I mean, if, if you want to be a second round
4: or above team, you think? And I, I will say it firsthand. I was wrong yesterday when Daniel had me on the show and I said the Celtics are absolutely going to mollywop the Heat in the (laughs) first game. Mollywop. Because it it, it didn't, it was anything but that. So I will admit, I will come on. I'll be a man about it and i was completely wrong i said that the heat weren't battle tested cuz they faced the hawks in the first round then the 76ers you know they're a number 1 but, seed right I mean, yeah i know okay. but <laughs> at, at the same time they at the same time it wasn't the, the hardest challenge to get to okay. the eastern conference finals Okay. but at the same time uh no they proved me wrong and that was an insane impressive game by the heat even though they are the number one seed, like you said.
2: All right. Well, uh, Roy, Miami Dolphins super fan. Imagine this: he actually sent a text, and it does not have to do with your Miami Dolphins. Although, I'm just letting you know that this, this morning, did you cut the sound bite? I heard it this morning. They, they, um, national radio. They, they are, they are. I mean, basically, Roy, they have laid the blame already on May 18th, Jordan. I don't know if you saw this. May 18th. If the Dolphins don't win at all, it's Tua's fault. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. I mean, they, as soon as he was played, drafted, it was to his they, fault. It they, felt like it is incredible. I'm not kidding you. I was listening to Fox Sports Radio this morning, ESPN Radio. I like to listen to two and back and forth when I drive kids, and I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like. It's incredible. They were going off Roy on, on Tua. They, like, the hope is that he has a breakthrough season. It could be an NFL. Here's what's interesting, because, Jordan, we can kind of touch on this later on as well when we talk to Ralph Marlborough at 1.30, because we like to talk about where I think the Saints are. And I'll ask Scott Prather at 12.30, Sean Fox at 2.15, our normal Wednesday guests, about, you know, where they feel. If I'm crazy, because remember yesterday and Monday, I told you, I think, I, I think Monday, I said, I think the Saints are an NFC. Conference champion contender. I didn't say they'd win it, but I think if things go well, you know they avoid the dreaded injury. Things like COVID outbreaks don't happen. I think talent-wise, on paper, they easily one of the seven teams, eight teams that can contend. And quite honestly, when Vegas has the Bucks at nine and a half, and you start looking at the teams that are the power rankings, which we're going to get into in a little bit at uh, one forty-five, Jordan, with you, I, I don't think. The Saints are that far off is what I'm getting at. So, anyway, my, my point that I'm trying to get is when you look at all of that, um, it's the same thing with the Eagles. You know, everyone has the Eagles winning the East. Everyone has the Eagles as a contender. I mean, Jalen Hurts literally, they, I, I, I did I miss something? Because in the offseason and after the season and during the season, there was talk about moving on from Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, I, I would, I didn't After miss. After one that. full season. After one full season, sorry. But now all of a sudden, you know, they, they, it's, well, I guess what I'm saying, Roy, is no one's saying Hurts is holding the Eagles back or doing that, yet everyone is saying it would be Tua that holds the Dolphins back. It's, it's interesting to me. It's very interesting how they look at two quarterbacks, similar amount of time in the league, and they kind of view them differently. I, I don't know. That's just me. Um, anyway, back to what we we're talking about, Jordan. Back to where we were talking about, which was, I guess, the NBA. Um, when I look at all of that, it, it should be interesting. There's a lot of different options. I don't see a lot on social media of people saying trade this pick, though, right? Maybe move down, no. but not trade it.
4: No, I, I mean, I, I kind of got that the you know the past couple of weeks, just hearing people on the show, it never really sounded like trade the pick. Or there wasn't a lot of responses over on Twitter when we've asked this question a few weeks ago. about what you would you do um, in the NBA draft? So I, I don't, I don't see them moving because I don't see the reason to bring in a bunch of young players. Because you have a, a bunch of young players on this squad already. I think you just go out and get that one good player. Um, see what he does on this team. Like you mentioned already, send them to. Your your G League squad, see what he can do, and if he earns a spot on the team, he earns a spot on the team. But he's gonna have to earn it, especially after this past season from the Pelicans.
2: Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. I think the other thing Jordan to think about when we look at uh, moving forward here, it, it's it, it's gonna be a fun, I guess, offseason. season. You go. Look, the draft is June twenty third, and then you have NBA free agency start on August second, five p.m. By the way, five p.m. Is what I have written on my sticky note here I learned from you And um, you know so it's kind of cool From that aspect of it That uh it, it was nice though wasn't it yesterday Watching that I didn't feel like The hopes of the franchise Or the hopes of the city Laid on an envelope you know what I'm saying it, it, Like it was nice to just watch and go
4: Oh great maybe we'll find somebody That can contribute
2: does that make sense
4: Yeah 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 it definitely was nice And that wasn't even you know Pelican, you know, that wasn't because the Pelicans stunk this year either, picks. It was, it was mainly because that was a pick that was given from the, that was given from the Lakers.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Jordan, we are scheduled to talk to you two more times the rest of the show here and we'll do so as coming up. Ali Cosell, next segment, Scott Prather, 1230, 1245. I have Coach G, but he just texts me. He may have to come at 145 because it's something to do with school. I'll find that out. Corey Gloer, 105, Tulane, in their final series. I'll talk to him as they go into their first game without Travis Jewett as head coach. Ralph Marlboro, 130, and Sean Fox at 215. Jordan, the intern, he has no school now, so he's bored. So go ahead and tweet at the question of the day at ESPN Radio NOLA your thoughts. Thank you, Jordan. We'll talk to you soon, bud.
4: I'll talk to you in a little bit.
2: Awesome. Quick breaks. The Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
4: You ever return? I won't be satisfied Till you're by my side Don't wait any longer Why don't you come
2: Homa.
4: RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call Revolution. And the Revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at Let'sRev.com.
1: Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride checking account at State Bank & Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank & Trust Company. Cajun Banking. Served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7, 985- 632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Avenue and Reserve, or visit their website at Septic at viscom.net. Come on, citizen! What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap.
0: The eighth pick
5: will be made by the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans receives this pick from the L.A. Lakers because of the Anthony Davis trade. <laughs>
2: I just loved hearing Malika Andrews say that. at Ali Cosells, who went to follow the editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights. Ali, good afternoon. How are you today?
6: Good afternoon. I'm glad you played that bit because, yeah, that's always good when that's brought up. A little Laker misery. <laughs>
2: you know what? How nice is it? How nice is it here at 12:18, the day after a lottery? And, Ali, we are not concerned about whether or not that – selection and that placement has the hopes and dreams of whether or not the franchise will win a game or two. Like, it's literally just, all right, let's find somebody to contribute. How nice is that?
6: It's refreshing. I mean, yeah, when's the last time we were able to say that? Because yeah. it's, it's, when the Pelicans have had a decent season, they usually haven't had a, a first rounder. Usually in the Dell Dempse era, those were always traded away. Mm-hmm. And if they, of course, if they did have a pick, it was never in the lottery. So it's just it's a a godsend almost. You're going to have Zion Williamson next year to this playoff team. You're going to add a lottery pick. The Pelicans are the only playoff team that's going to be adding a lottery pick to their core for next season. So, Mm
2: -hmm. man,
6: they're going to be adding assets to what's already here and established under Willie Green. It's exciting, absolutely.
2: It is. And one of the beauties of this now, and again, this is different, to uh, spend time last night on Twitter, spend time this morning on Twitter, and... You know, take a peek at all of the Pelicans, general managers, and vice president of basketball operations. and All the trades and players that they like, but not because they desperately need a big name to sell tickets. They desperately need a star player to keep Zion happy. No, the names and the players I'm looking at is what they can do to add to a team that they already believe is pretty good. I I, I like this, huh?
6: I did too, and you've got to think this is going to be their last chance at landing a really good draft pick. I mean, unless something fortunate happens again with either the Lakers or the Bucks, you certainly don't believe that the Pelicans are going to be in position in the lottery because they're going to be making the playoffs, we all expect, for at least the foreseeable future, next hopefully three to five years. Mm -hmm. So this is their last good swing at adding cheap, young talent that's going to be here, added to the core for a really long time. So you want to land somebody good, obviously, and I think there's going to be a few players available. I mean, I'll go into it real quick, but I, I, I'm looking at – I wish Shaden Sharp was going to drop to eight. He, I feel like he's a potential star. I feel like he could be another booker slash, you know, give me a good shooting guard that can just score from anywhere and mm. also playmake. I think he's going to become that guy.
2: Stop right but, there. And- NBADraft.net has him to the Pelicans at eighty-six-six-two-ten shooting guard. Now explain why we didn't really get to see him last year.
6: Yeah, well, it, that's interesting because he, he was supposed to be just a redshirt. He didn't. He wasn't supposed to play in college until um, next season because he left high school a little bit early. So he committed to Kentucky earlier than than he could have. Um, and then, of course, the hopes grew that well, he's on campus. I think he got on campus in January. Mm-hmm. That people are like, and he's practicing with John Calipari's team. That maybe he could make a showing, but he never did. But, of course, like I said, all thoughts were he's going to play next year. That's what he said. That's what Calipari said. But that didn't work out. They found out that he could become eligible for the draft because he had graduated from high school early enough. He was 19. Um, so he, he, like, checked all the boxes to go now. And why not? If you're going to be potentially a top-five pick, it makes sense. So there he is going into the draft, and he's there. But there's not much to go on him, right? There's just some high school right. footage of him, and that's it. So he's a big toss up so I'm telling you, I've, what I've seen, and he's the number one high school kid coming out of that class, mm-hmm. uh, I love him. I think this, he could be a perfect guy that you slot behind C.J. McCollum uh, for whenever C.J. starts getting a little bit older, right? You're going to need another good lead guard, and I feel like he could be that guy.
2: Dude, the athleticism is crazy, right? I saw that video of him doing the vertical, and what is it, Jordan-like? I mean, he's 48 or something, and he was 49 or vice versa?
6: Yeah, and he can shoot. So he's got the athleticism. I, I think he's got a really good handle in just watching the yeah. clip. And he's not afraid to shoot. He's got that swag, right? The competitive fire. And I think his passing's okay. So it's like, like I said, he seems like that perfect offensive guard for this modern NBA.
2: Is he a guy that you would trade up for?
6: I would. I personally would. I'm not sure what the asking price will be or how much he'll fall. You know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I like him even more than Ivy. So I'm wondering if some team, like, say, the Kings, for instance, they're going to be at four. And once those top three names are off the board, right? Holmgren. Mm-hmm. Jabari Smith and Bunkero, who's going to be the fourth guy? We've all thought it's going to be obvious for a while, but now I'm thinking it could potentially honestly be Sharp. But either way, Sharp's not going to fall to eight. I, I, I wish NBA draft net was right, but I don't think it's going
2: <laughs> Okay, some other names. You and I were talking last night about it uh, on text. There's another guy, a wildcat, that you wouldn't mind maybe seeing as well.
3: Oh.
6: I hope people got a glimpse of the NCAA tournament. If they did, they watched that Arizona TCU game because Benedict Mathrin was that guy. Scored 30 points. He, he looked like the best player in college for that game, but he's been really good all season. So I don't want to belittle it, just hold him, limit him to just one explosive game. This guy can do it. He, he's, he's a scorer. He he's a great shot maker. He, he doesn't just make threes. He makes some really tough shots, um, whether it's twos or threes, because he's got the athleticism to finish, right, amongst the trees, in the lane, he's got a floater. The only really knock on him is defensively, but you know what? When, when I see the way he moves and you put him in a locker room under Willie Green mm-hmm. with all those guys, I've got to think he'd be inspired to play on both ends. So I'm not worried about that weakness at all. And, look, the Pelicans, they've got to shore up their three-point shooting. You know, you've got to count on some improvement, but when they, when you finish 27th in the league and you look at how these playoffs have played out, right, the Mavericks, They've gotten to where they are because of the three-point shooting. Yeah. Boston got past Milwaukee because of their three-point shooting. Pelicans really have to make strides there, and you can't just rely on who you've got. So Benedict Mathern really checked that box.
2: Speaking with Ali Cosell about some players possibly the Pels could be keeping an eye on here, editor-in-chief of the Bird, right? So Mathern Sharp would be a nice dream as well with the athleticism. I see A.J. Griffin a lot on a lot of different names.
3: I did too,
6: and I'll be honest with you. I'm not a believer. I'm one of those guys who I caught about three or four Duke games after the first few weeks of getting my Phil Bancaro. I started looking for other guys. And every time I watched him, he just didn't impress. And look, I know he's not even close to being 19 yet. I think he's like 18 and a half years old. Mm -hmm. But I saw both of the games uh, Duke had against North Carolina. He was just a no-show. Of course, that NCAA tournament game was glaring. He just didn't even come to the ball. He, He just didn't really help him in any way. And usually, even if a guy's a freshman, you want to see some glimpses. So I didn't see it at all, right, where, you know, he scores a couple buckets, makes a play, does something defensive. I just didn't see any of it. So I just worry about that. I think the number one thing you've got to look for in today's draft now is competitive fire. I mean, look at what Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado have done. Look at all the talented kids that have been sold on potential and how many really pan out. It's very few, honestly. Uh, when you look at their draft position. So, A.J. Griffin, he feels like a risk. I and mean, then you've got to add this to it, Gus. He suffered through a couple of key injuries in high school, missed a lot of time, so I'm worried about his body as well. And, look, we've been through it with Zion and other guys in the past. I don't really want to go down that road either.
2: CBSSports.com has Johnny Davis, small forward from Wisconsin, sophomore, 6'5", 194. Is he somebody that's on your radar?
6: No, he doesn't do anything exceptionally well. He's not a good shooter. I've seen some places even list him as a point guard, shooting guard, right? So he's got versatility, of course, and he can do a variety of things. But like I said, in the NBA, you've got to be able to be really good at something. And he doesn't have the athleticism really to finish inside. He's not a very good shooter. You know, he's a decent rebounder and such, but there's a lot of guards you can get to do that as well as wings nowadays. So I'm not a fan of him. Um, And let's be honest, players that come out of Wisconsin, you don't know what you're going to get with them. So he's a guy I would shy away from for sure.
2: Okay. Anybody else that you uh, you think Pells fans should kind of start doing their YouTube highlight homeworks on?
6: Yeah, Dyson Daniels is very interesting. Played in the uh, for the G League Ignite, and he's a, he's a point guard but and he's only nineteen years old, doesn't have a decent shot, but he's versatile. He's kind of what I think the Pells are hoping to get in Thomas Sadaransky, you know, just that big playmaker. Um, nice. And that's become in vogue today. And, look, the Pelicans don't have a prototypical point guard. Look how much Josh Giddy succeeded with the OKC Thunder last year. People were worried about him coming over, and he did just fine. I think Daniels can fit that mold. But he's a much better defender to start. You know, he'll get you the rebounds, assists, blocks, and seals, but also play some defense. So I think, you know, you get him in here, you can work on a shot with Fred Vincent. But otherwise, I, I like him. Um, and one other guy, Mark Williams. I think it would be a bit of a reach for the Pelicans to grab a center from Duke um, at 8. You know, he's been slated to fall anywhere from 12, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in the middle of the first round. But, boy, sure. he would fill their need for having that rim defender, right? Somebody that can, you know, swat shots for you. Somebody you're going to need behind Jonas Valanciunas because he's not going to be in the league that much longer. And you're not going to want to rely on him for 32 minutes a game. So, he have to start thinking about a backup plan. Mark Williams would will make for a great, great idea. He's seven foot two, got a reach, unbelievable. Got measurables that look a lot like DeAndre and we saw what Aiden wow. did to the Pels defensively when we, of course, just played him in the first round.
2: And, Ollie, that might be a player or an area if, say, like one of the things I saw today, if the Pels did move back 8-12, to 8-13 or something like that mm-hmm. to try to get rid of, say, a player or some cash and some contracts uh, to free up things. Like that's something, if you do move four or five spots, that would be a player that you would say take peek on.
6: Exactly. I think the only team you have to worry about really probably being on 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 their radar from uh, Chase and Mark Williams is Charlotte Hornets. They've needed a center for a while, and I, I've got to think at thirteen, that's exactly who they're going to target. So you're going to have to get you know twelve with OKC Thunder who are getting that pick from the Clippers. Maybe you can make a move, uh, some kind of trade with them, give them eight, you take twelve, and figure out something else. But yeah, I wouldn't mind that move at all because you know starting right around seven and all the way down to 14 or 15, it's really wow. kind of who fits your team the best. There's not really a standout guy that you want to stay at
2: 8-4. Makes sense. Uh, CBSSports.com, by the way, has Mark Williams Center going to the Hornets at 13. So, again, kind of around that area. So it's just a quick early snapshot. We, of course, have to wait the June 23rd. It's not that long away when you think about it, though, Ali. In the meantime mm-hmm. – Hopefully you gave us a, a few names to kind of keep an eye on as to what they do. and Now let's see what happens. It should be fun. though. It's nice, though. And a, with, with 41 and 52, do, do you maybe pick at, 50, at 41 and sell 52?
6: Yeah, or you, you trade 41 for a future second rounder, and, and I, I think that would work the best. And then for 52, maybe a draft and stash. You know, that's really the only potential. You're not going to be chasing another Herb Jones because, look, they've got 14 guaranteed contracts. The, the eighth pick is going to be number 15. Mm-hmm. You can't even add guys with two free agency unless you make a trade or two to free up a roster spot. So thinking about second round picks, no, it just doesn't make any sense to add somebody. So yeah, you got to get rid of them one way or another or use it as a drafting stash.
0: There you
2: go. Go give them a follow over on Twitter at O-L-E-H-K-O-S-E-L, Ali Kosel, Mr. Editor, Chief of the Bird Rights. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the time.
6: Absolutely. Gus, have a good one.
2: Yep, you too. Have a good rest of the week and weekend. And, of course, the Western Conference Finals get heated up tonight. Mavs and Warriors, GSW, five-point favorite, 8 o'clock on TNT. So pull up the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which you should have by now. If you haven't, shame on you. But if you haven't, that's okay. you still got plenty of time. You'll be a new customer. Bet $5 on any team to win, say Dallas or Golden State. If they do, you get $150 in free bets. It's that simple. Same game parlays. That's easy. I've been telling you how to do that, right? Um, Total threes made. How many threes will Steph Curry have? How many threes will Draymond Green have? You can bet he'll have more than one. He'll have two, whatever. You add different legs, you get more payouts. If you miss one of those legs, you have at least three or more. They're going to give you one of those legs back up to $25. If you're new customer, don't forget to put the promo code LAROSE. L-A-R-O-S-E. And for that, you bet five bucks on either Dallas or the Warriors or anybody tomorrow. If you want to do Celtics and Heat, same thing. They win. You get 25, uh, you get $150 in free bets. And don't forget out of those, uh, different legs that you have in the same game, parlays up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Coming up next, we'll go to Lafayette. We'll talk a little Cajun baseball. We'll talk Pals and Saints with Scott Prather. I'll ask him if I'm crazy. Next on ESPN New Orleans. Baby. Oh, leave me alone, you know.
4: baby. Oh, Henry, get off the phone I got the baby. I got the my face
1: Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in the Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7.00 p.m. and Saturdays 9.00 a.m. to 3.00 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea years football legend Howie Long for Skechers Fit Shoes. Do you like comfort? Of course
0: you do. Everyone does. But if you've never tried ArchFit Shoes from Skechers, you're missing out on next level comfort. Saying you like comfort but not trying ArchFit is like saying you like Italian food but you've never tried pasta. You're missing out on the number one thing. Because with ArchFit, Skechers created a whole new kind of comfort. They teamed up with podiatrists who used over 20 years of data to create a shoe that provides total foot and arch support for all-day comfort. ArchFit distributes support across the arch no matter what foot type you have. You don't need an arch problem to love how they feel. And you say you have a passion for comfort but haven't tried them? That's like saying you're a sports fan but have never watched football. It makes no sense. So if you're the kind of person who claims to like comfort, stop what you're doing and try a pair of ArchFit exclusively from Skechers. Then you'll finally understand true comfort.
1: See all the styles of comfortable, machine-washable ArchFit shoes now at Skechers.com. I've
4: seen in our employees an uh, increase in knowledge and skills that they'll take within their whole career.
1: Well, the Income to Orbit Training Program is a part They select the training, they select
5: the employees they want to be trained.
4: Uh, when they've gone through the program, their skill sets improve, their confidence in their ability to do their job, and the opportunities then to advance in, in the company.
1: Learn more at LAWorks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Katengal. 800
2: 998 1003 3 will be the number to call in. We'll have an open segment coming up next segment. I want to hear from the Pels fans. What should the Appels do? Do you have a name or not? That is our question of the day. We just spoke with Ali Cosell from the Bird Rights coming up next hour. We'll speak with Ralph Marlborough, See how he's feeling about the Saints and the Pels. Sean Fox, two fifteen. Corey Glore, one oh five. Coach G now, buddy, one forty five, as uh, he has something to do with school. Scott Prather can be followed on Twitter at Scott Mimic. Is the way to give him a follow. You can tune in weekday mornings over there at ESPN Lafayette. What is it, seven to nine?
5: That's it, brother. I, I'm. I was actually thinking about you before you called.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what someone brought me that I'm I eating right now. No. Like right now? This very second? Right now. Is that why you cleared your hand, throat because you had a couple of spices I go down there? Boiled crawfish-flavored cracklings. Wait, what?
5: That's right. Boiled crawfish-flavored cracklings. I've never heard of them before. And? got one in my hand right now. And? Damn good,
2: really. <laughs> so, so this segment will be interrupted by lots of chomping, and I don't blame you no, I'll, I'll at win. all. No, you're good. You. You're good. I, you can, you know, look, I, man. uh Just be honest. Gonna That's how it. it's going to work because we got a lot to get into. But at first, I, I do want to ask you about the Cajuns. Uh, I pulled up D one baseball, and I pulled up the projected field of sixty four at large ladder last four in San Diego, North Carolina. Louisiana Tech and Louisiana. Louisiana Tech 62, Louisiana 63, San Diego 61, North Carolina 64. So they have you guys, what, almost as the last four in if that takes place, right?
5: Yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's highly unlikely. I mean, never say never, mm-hmm. but you have tournament upsets, right, for one. Okay. Um, that usually bounce the last few in. And I think, I think they were gearing up for an at large bid until last week. They ran into a team with a a great RPI, a team that's ranked in the top 15, and they got swept. Now, it wasn't like they played bad. They were honestly really good, close baseball games and timely hitting, you know, just in a few spots proved to be the difference between sweeping or being swept. And they played at a team who's at home about as unstoppable as it gets, man. They just, their ballpark favors their style of play. And, you know, I think what happened last weekend, I think puts more onus on Louisiana having to win the Sunbelt tournament. I mean, I talked to the head coach, Matt Deggs, Monday. I talked to assistant coach Anthony Babineau this morning. And, Mm
3: -hmm. you know,
5: their their motto is, look, never say never, right? Because there have been some situations in the past where some teams thought they were on the outside and got in. So never say never. I mean, I think the committee appreciates, The really diff, you know, they have one of the hardest non conference schedules in America. Uh, they, they're just, they, they've got a good resume, but they could have had 15 road wins. They could have really improved their RPI. And I think getting swept last weekend, I just think it, I think that ship has sailed, honestly, guys. Never say never, but I would, I would not put any kind of money on it.
2: And to your point, there's always tournament upsets and things in nature, and it just stinks, right? I mean, look, you think of the season being so many games, 30 plus, but they all matter. The midweek games matter. And again, I get it. Other than LSU, you and I talk about it all the, all the time. Talk about it with all the head coaches we have each and every week. Um, we're going to talk with Mike Silva from Nichols. You know, we talk with Matt Riser during the year and th- those midweek games are, are vital. Every single win matters, doesn't it?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're, especially when you're a team that's on the bubble Yeah, and, uh, you know, the Cajuns, they're definitely good enough to win the Sun Belt tournament, but, um, you know, there's probably four teams that are, and they're not one of those four, man. I, I fear they're going to be one of those, you know, first four out type of list that at that point, you know, doesn't do you any good. I mean, the goal is to get in and try to make some noise. And mm-hmm. I think that, uh, I think that ship sailed last weekend.
2: Uh, Scott, last night's Pelicans find out they will select eighth in the June 23rd NBA draft. They do officially get that pick from the Lakers. That was fun to hear Malika Andrews say they got it from the Lakers and the Anthony Davis trade made me happy. And speak with Ali Kosell from the Bird Rights, a segment before you. I, I like the names that he brought up, you know, and some of the guys to kind of take a look at. I think the Pelzers should be able to find somebody that can come off the bench, that can help, that can be some scoring, and maybe in a couple of years you know, maybe be a starter or something, but I I think that's where you are regardless it's refreshing, right, that that's where they are?
5: Well, yeah, one, that they weren't the team that traded away the lotto pick, but they got it from someone else this go-round. You know, there was a stretch there in the Dems era. I understand why you did it, but you didn't have a first-round pick for a while, and to have one at eighth overall whenever you are a team that yeah, you got a lotto pick, but you're you're up and coming, right? You played great down the stretch. You got in the playoffs. You have a nucleus. You're going to have a superstar to that nucleus next season in Zion Williamson. You're not in a situation where, okay, let's draft. Let's draft for somebody with the highest ceiling. We need this impact right away. No, what this team needs is to add a rotation piece on a rookie deal. This roster is about to get really expensive. And to be able to have core pieces that are contributing in the rotation on rookie deals i think that's the goal obviously look you get a superstar that's that's what you shoot for but you know the the odds of that happening in this draft i I don't at eight overall i don't see that happening so Mm -hmm. find a piece your scouting department did a you know they hit a grand slam last year with what they did both with two draft picks and the udfa and jose alvarado you go back the year before i mean kyra lewis you know, he was. It took him a little while. He eventually found his way into rotation. Last year, setback with the injury. I get it. it. Took Trey Murphy a while, but once he got in and started figuring some things out and started being, you know, he he never. I mean, Willie Green said it after the win against the Clippers, where he had some huge shots. He's like, I'm so happy for Trey, man. This guy's worked his tail off. He went from, you know, coming in as the highly praised rookie to not getting any minutes, and he never stopped working. So, mm-hmm. whoever you take. Have that same mindset, right? Get them in the culture, and if they're able to crack the rotation, maybe not day one, but at some point in the season and in years to come, I think that's best-case scenario. You have future draft assets, but maybe those are ones you use if you need to in the season, if you need to do it to make a move here or there. I think eighth overall is really good value, and if you can get a player there that's a rotation piece for a couple of years, Gus, I think Mm -hmm. that's what you need with what this roster looks like right now and the fact that, payroll is about to go up even more yeah. the small market team right yeah. there on the on, on the door of possibly the luxury tax and if you can avoid paying it you know even if it's for an extra year or two um, you know I think the rookie contracts are the key to doing that
2: all right, help me out here, Mr. Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette. Scott mimics the way to follow over on Twitter on Monday, I promise. I, I did not drink heavily over the weekend. Uh, I was drinking water when Jordan was sitting next to me, and I opened up the show and I said, you know, the Jarvis Landry signing from Friday, looking at this roster, the potential, I understand it's on paper. I understand people have to be healthy. I understand people don't get hurt. I, I get that. But, Scott, you can apply that to everybody, right? When When everyone's picking this team and that team, they're assuming – That they are healthy and they can play. So on paper, I look at them like, why can't they compete and contend for the NFC? You already know I I have them winning the division. I already think they can compete with Tampa. I pulled up VegasInsider.com. They have the Saints get this, and they're not alone. Nick Wright, you know Nick Wright from Fox Sports. He he thinks the Saints are going to win seven games. Vegas has them seven and a half. They won nine yeah, last year they, with they, fifty-eight over, starters. Over. I mean, that's, I'm just saying, like, dude, pound I I, I don't get that, man. I like how did the Saints get worse or worse in the off season? Doesn't well, make any sense. You know, to me.
5: look, you know how critical I was early in in in, in the off season and basically a week or two in a free agency. I'm like, listen, what have they done to improve this offense? Like. Nothing, you know. I mean, adding Andy Dalton as a backup is not improving the offense. What have they done? were like, Scott, calm down, relax. I did. You know? I did. I told and you I, to calm down. I like, and I said, look, I, I should, but I was just fed up. And then, you know, they get aggressive in the draft. You get mm-hmm. two first-rounders. They're both on offense. You get Tyron Matthew late in the game. You get Jarvis Landry. I mean, I mean, you, know, you and I were talking about Jarvis Landry as the starter for Said, Should they sign him? I said, absolutely. You get that guy in the slot? I mean, Yes, I feel different now after the last you know Mm -hmm. month of moves by the Saints. But why wouldn't I? This you were able to get nine wins last year with that roster and that offense and the most starters ever in a single season that you had to go through, Mm -hmm. and you were you know uh, a bad Rams fourth quarter uh, overtime against the Niners from from going to the playoffs. So yeah, Sean Payton's gone. That means something. I get it. But when your one, two, and three receivers are now four, five, and six on the depth chart. And Jameis, if he's healthy, right, keep a, a healthy quarterback for a season. You lost Armstead. What well, you got, Denny. I don't think it's gonna be Armstead day one, but you got a guy that I think. Again, I've told you this for years, right? Left tackles, you either got to draft them or overpay for them. You drafted one. You got a it. You've done things. And just, I mean, Will Lutz. I mean, let's not let's not undersell that. He's mm-hmm. on the Instagram showing his kick and his workouts. Having him back into the fold, not having him last year probably cost you two games. Yeah. So. Special teams is great on the Saints because outside of Lutz last year, the special teams was great. Other than you know the revolving doors at field goal kicking, um, you know uh, the defense was was great last year. And I you know you've lost Jenkins who retired, you lost Marcus Williams, but you've you've made pieces. Marcus May, Tyron Matthew. I mean you got you got some pieces in place. Is Peyton Turner going to stay healthy and take a step this year? And then offensively. I'm not, I'm not sitting here telling you that they're going to have the best offense in the NFL. Not at all. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, last year was one of the absolute worst. And that's not what they are anymore. So, you've improved from good to great in special teams, because now you got lots. Your defense is already good, and your offense has improved. And I do think Sean Payton may count for a win here or there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to undersell the importance of the head coach. Sure, But this isn't a whole new staff. This isn't a whole Bingo. new regime. This is Bingo. continuity. And yeah, so you've improved on offense. So, you know, Gus, if you're that confident, I mean, I think I saw one board today. It was plus 2,500 to win the NFC. I mean, what, what are you doing, man? Go, go go, put down some apples.
2: Yeah, I, there's no doubt about it. And that's what I'm saying. Like I said, I, I'm not saying they're going to, and I'm not saying they are. But, I, I mean, look, the, the Rams didn't exactly, like, smoke everybody. They, they could have not gotten, right, into the postseason and, and things of that nature. Um and all those teams, and, and the great Tampa Bay, look, they suffered injuries towards the end of last year, and it affected them. They lost their playoff game. And even when they're healthy and the Saints were not, they had trouble beating the Saints. When the Saints were healthy and they were healthy, they are at least even, at least even. And, look, I, I get they have Aaron Rodgers, the defending, back-to-back, MVP-winning quarterback for Green Bay, but you can't take away a receiver like Adams and, and, th- uh, and think that, they're the same. I mean, there's, there's no way, you know, from that aspect of it. And, you know, I mean, look, I, there's a reason people don't repeat a Super Bowl champion when it comes to the Rams and stuff. So I, why, why can't they be in there? I mean, if they're, if everyone can get all on board on the Eagles for crying out loud and Hurts ain't done anything, they wouldn't move on from him last year. I, I think in the NFC, you know, you mentioned some teams that are going to be good.
5: There's no one that is scary. They're good. I mean, there's there's some good teams at the top, right? I think the Rams are good. I think the Bucs are good. I think the Packers are good. I think, you know, I think the Cowboys can be good. But, of course, so the Cowboys, they'll just choke in the playoffs like they always do. Sure. You know, outside of the the ones that are good, and I don't know, that. you know, I think the Niners can be good. We'll see what they do with QB. There are a lot of trash teams in the NFC, Right. I mean, it, it, look at, look at some of the quarterbacks on the same schedule. I mean, at four division games, you got Sam Darnold and Mariota. Like, okay. You know, Kirk Cousins, the Times New Roman fonts of quarterbacks. I mean, in London, he's not, he's not bad at all. I mean, he's, he's Drew Brees as a broadcaster. He'll, you know, his, oh, he's, to do the job here did and you, there. That's, that's, what just he, threw he is. Drew Brees under is, the table. You've got, I mean, how many of these guys are, you know, how many quarterbacks on the schedule are you like, whoa? I mean, you look like seven or eight of the games. It's like, okay, you know. know, With that defense, yeah. Saints can, if they're in the playoffs and you think they're going to win the division, with seven teams in, they should be this year, then in the NFC you got a shot, honestly. I mean, the Rams were in that Monday night game against the Cardinals to start the postseason. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone was like, look out, Rams. They watched them blow the lead late against the Niners. Saints fans all remember it. And it was like, That team's going to win the Super Bowl, but they got hot at the right time. They got some good matchups. They made it happen. So I think if the Saints were in the AFC West, hell no. They're in the NFC South, absolutely.
2: Scott Prather, give him a follow on Twitter. Scott Mimic, we chat with him on Wednesdays. He has a morning show, 7-9 on ESPN Lafayette. As always, appreciate the time. Have a good rest of the weekend weekend, sir.
5: Yes, sir, Gus. Talk to you soon, man.
2: Talk to you soon as well. Coming up. We'll check in on the intern and our questions of the day. 105, Corey Glore. At 130, Ralph Marlboro, 145. Now Coach G, 215, Sean Fox. You're listening to the home of Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. It's time to have fun,
3: so come on in.
1: Great news for our video poker players, Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and
0: better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win.
3: You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic.
1: Gambling problem 877 stop El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse, Highway 1 and Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks.
5: They have great lunch specials, Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway
0: 1 Raceland.
1: Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. Hey, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me. I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports! Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. He's back. He's like the that when you shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started Frosted Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Katengal.
2: Welcome back. 800-998-1003. Open segment if you'd like to chime into the conversation. Jordan will be joining us here as well. Love to hear from you, Pels fans. What did you think? Pels now will select eight overall in the draft. Got a couple of names. Molly Cosell, A.J. Griffin, uh Dyson Daniels. Also, David Grubb from Harden to Paint likes Dyson Daniels. Benedict Mathern is a name that Ali really likes. Shadane, um, Shadon Sharp is a guy that I think a lot of people would love to have tons of athleticism, but again, didn't play a minute of college basketball last year. Jordan, would that make you a little nervous with, with Sharp, or do you go with, or, or let me let me phrase it this way, or are the Pelicans in position to take a chance on the guy that has that kind of athleticism, I don't need him to come in and be my scorer, be my guy, you know, things of that nature.
4: Uh, um, no, I, I think, I don't, I don't think you take a risk on a guy, um, at any time, even if you feel comfortable with your team, cause you don't know what's going to happen, um, throughout the season. You want to have a guy that's been there before and has kind of had that experience that way when he is called up. He's able to at least contribute a little bit more, a little bit better, um, to help fill that role if there is an injured player um, that can't take the court for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I would go with him because, like so, you said, he. So not seeing him at all last year. Not seeing him all. You're saying no. Yes, definitely, yeah, definitely concerned. I would rather. Even though, even though
2: I'm kind of in the spot with the Pels where, you know. I can take that chance. I think yeah, they can I mean, take he, that chance. What do you think it would be too big of a chance? Cause you literally don't know how this guy can play against any competition. I mean, yeah. that, that's a legit concern, Jordan. That's, I mean, I mean, I literally have no idea how he can play against Jabari Smith from
4: Auburn, you know?
2: Or, I mean, or anybody else at the in same the SEC. time,
4: He could, I mean, if he can completely flop and I know anybody He was the, the number
2: one high school prospect he can of.
4: completely flop. I know. I, I, all right. That high school's a little bit different than it is professional basketball. It is so. I'm going to say I would like to see a guy that's at least played somewhat competitive basketball in a college environment, rather than someone who was the you know number one high school you, player. You,
2: you, you can't teach that vert, though. No. You can't teach that vertical.
4: No, no, you can't. But you can definitely. But to your point, you can point, definitely train for you know you can definitely increase your vertical. Right. And to your
2: point, Mr. Black, give me ten more seconds. But to your point, like a Benedict Mathern. Here's a guy that you saw was a reason the Wildcats garnered the number one overall seed. Here's a guy that dropped in a tournament game thirty something points. I mean, to your point, like you can go to it, you can pull it up on YouTube.
4: Herb Jones and Trey Murphy the third weren't those that that guy. You're they absolutely were right. In professional they, basketball.
2: And in college, they I mean, actually yeah, college became, yeah. yeah. And Herb Jones was the SEC player of the year and SEC defensive player of the year to your point. He played an entire season. Look, that's, that's a valid, valid argument. Mr. Black, what do you say? Do you have a name? Do you have a player that you, um, kind of keeping an eye on? Hello, Mr. Black. Y'all can hear me? Yeah, man.
3: Yeah. I ain't no, no special name. I just want the best player available at number eight.
2: Best player available at number eight, Jordan. Yes. That's what Mr. Black
3: wants. They're going to help our team out. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, so other than that, we're going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? And look, tomorrow, action today, you know, I hear you talking about everybody jumping on Philadelphia for the Super Bowl and all this stuff. Gus, cool down. So they just hump day Wednesday, man. Don't worry about everybody else in the nation why I don't. You know how it is in New Orleans, man. <laughs> okay, you know okay. what I'm saying. You know how it is. We won't stay underneath the rail. Let everybody pick whoever they want to pick. You know what I'm saying. Let's stay underneath the rail. People underestimate us, and you know we like we like open people's eyes up. You know what I'm saying. Okay. Just, just relax, nerd. Don't get all hyped. Yeah, don't don't get bothered. With don't up. get bothered. All right, I hear you. I'm just saying. I mean, mean, Vegas I mean, has
2: them at seven and a half, man. Come on. Vegas I don't know do everything. Vegas just like
3: making money. Here we go. Vegas, like, Mr. Black. It's all about making money.
2: Mr. Black, Roy, uh-huh. just text me. Tell Mr. Black, four and 13. This guy's convinced that the Saints are going to win four games. Four games. Man, like,
3: man, I, that's man, impossible. They don't even Look, look. Come on. You really about Roy.
4: Nothing is impossible.
2: Stop it, Jordan. Nothing is <laughs> impossible. But it's highly unlikely. Oh, come on. They got Miami at 8.5, Roy. A whole game better than the Saints. Congratulations. That's what Vegas has them. Jason.
3: Man, look, you got a kid. You're going to have a heart attack stressing out over there, man. Let them people be. Let them have whatever they want. When we went 10, 12, 13 game this year. Mm-hmm. You remember me winning the playoffs, going to the conference championship? Right. Look, don't say another to them. Just sit back and they say, I told you. So.
2: They only oh, have God. three teams at eleven and a half. The Buccaneers, eleven and a half, and then oh. Vegas has Green Bay, eleven and a half, which again, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, but Buffalo eleven and a half here as well. Here's the other thing. I, I do think Detroit's gonna be more competitive. I'm not saying they're gonna be a playoff team. And in Minnesota, some people Dan Arlovsky this morning. Huh, Jordan? He said he thinks the Vikings are a playoff team. So, if they win, one of those two teams maybe beat the Packers. That, 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 that you know, lessons then Dang, so.
3: he was a backup all his career, so he don't know no better. He's just getting paid over his mouth, so don't worry <laughs> about him. One man he on one way he on another way See, like I can say, man, you gotta, you, you take it in, but you don't take it for much. Right. So, everybody thought Boston gonna win last night. Oh, they up 14 in the first half, Oh, um, Miami can't do nothing. But what happened? You know, you got to play the game. I like just say you play the game. You don't, you don't know it to the game they play. That's so they true. They got us at seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, I think that seven and a half
2: all day. I I would absolutely over, take seven and a half. Thank all you, right. Mr. Black. Appreciate hey, the phone I'll call, bud.
3: See you tomorrow, man. Yep. You See you good. tomorrow,
2: as always. Uh, we right. will be over at Katie's tomorrow. We'll be at Katie's tomorrow in Iberville. So I know you can't park there, but you can sure as heck honk. So we'll we'll hear you honk <laughs> over there. Jordan, um, we're going to also look at power rankings, and they talked about it again this morning on First Take. The Bills seem to be everybody's favorite as the the best team in the NFL. They have them at number one. ESPN's power rankings: the Rams are two, Bucks three, KC four. Green Bay 5, Bengals 6, Chargers 7, Cowboys 8. Who's 9 and 10?
4: The San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. I don't understand the whole San Francisco 49ers thing because aren't they supposed to be, you know, looking or Mm -hmm. like they don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Where are the Cardinals, by the way? Arizona. The Cardinals Mm -hmm. are all the way. At number nineteen. Nineteen. Where? Where are your New Orleans Saints? Right behind them at twenty.
2: Twenty. So they have nineteen teams better than the Saints overall. Huh? Correct. Okay. Uh, go ahead. And fly through eleven to nineteen, since we already know what nineteen is. And that's San Francisco. You said the Ravens or ten. Who's eleven?
4: The Tennessee Titans. Okay. Then at twelve, the Denver Broncos. At 13, the Las Vegas Raiders. 14, the Indianapolis Colts. 15, the New England Patriots. 16, the Philadelphia Eagles. 17, the Cleveland Browns. 18, Roy, your Miami Dolphins. And like we said, 19, Arizona. Here's
2: the only thing that is concerning if you're a Saints fan. A lot of the teams you did mention, Jordan, in front of the Saints are on the schedule this year. They so are. Maybe that's why the. Vegas Ozbankers have them at seven and a half. Jordan will talk to you again, uh, in the next two hours. Thank you, bud.
4: Alright, talk to you guys Corey Glorin
2: next, voice of the two-lane green wave on ESPN New Orleans.
1: Ray Yachts here for eBay Motors. So you have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But
4: you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. <laughs> Well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride.
3: What is hope? Hope
1: to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back.
2: I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but
3: it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it.
2: I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not.
3: With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor i just want
6: my brother back i hoped he'd get help stop hoping things would get better on their own he told me to stop asking
5: i didn't then one day he asked for a ride hope is knowing there are other families just like yours that the veterans they love got help and recovered go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action.
1: As a recipient of a prize from Coastal Broadcasting of Larose Rose, Incorporated, also known as KLRZ 100.3 FM, ESPN New Orleans, you are responsible for applicable taxes and our licensing fees. We're not responsible if a prize is damaged or breaks, an event is canceled, or business closes. When mailing prizes, our station is not responsible for prizes that are damaged or lost. One winner per household for thirty days. Winner must have a picture ID and must pick up the prize within thirty days. You can pick up most prizes at our studio office, eleven six hundred three Highway three hundred eight La Rose. Thank you for listening
0: you're listening to espn 100.3 fm klrz la rose new orleans and the river region
4: it's the sports hangover with gus cattengill
1: hello sports fans well hello there
4: local sports national sports the gcat has got you covered
1: oh you made a wise choice my friend time to
4: tee it up and let it fly It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Cattingell. Check it out,
2: Welcome back. It is hour two. The Sports Hangover at gcat underscore one seven. The way to follow Wow over on Twitter. Been talking a lot about the Pels and the Saints, and of course it is Hump Day, and we got to officially welcome you to the midway point of your work week.
3: Oh, guess what day it is! Guess what day it is!
2: It's Hump Day.
3: Hump Day! I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more of that, what, that camera Wednesday, Hump Day, is
2: that what it is. Ralph Marlborough's is going to join us at 1.30, and he'll. Also be asked the same question I asked on Praether from ESPN Lafayette. Bottom of last hour. Am I nuts to think the Saints are an NFC contending team, not just division. Let's talk about the whole NFC. Sean Fox will get his turn at 2.15 to tell me if I'm nuts. Talk a little baseball next.
3: To all the ladies, peace and happiness forever. As Corey Glor
2: joins us, voice of the two-lane Green Wave. Southland tournament starts tomorrow. Nichols. Playing at one o'clock against Northwestern State McNeese, the one seed. to take on UIW at six. That's in the McNeese bracket over there in Southeastern. UNO and HBU at one. SLU and Texas A&M Corpus Christi at six. Corey, the American Athletic Conference tournament isn't until next week, Tuesday and Sunday. And, um, I asked you last week, do you need any help next week? I'm just, I'm just asking if you have any, need any help for next week over there in Clearwater. Whoa.
0: The invitation is there for you, Gus, if you'd like to make the trip. I believe we're leaving Sunday.
2: Yeah, well, uh, well, that's, that's a long trip. <laughs> I'd have to get that approved. <laughs> you know, uh, for sure. Um, look, uh, there's another series left for the Green Wave, and that is Memphis, and it starts tomorrow. In the meantime, though, some big news took place earlier this week as the road trip to Wichita did not go according to plan, Corey. And because of that, uh, the Green Wave deciding that Maybe it was time to go in a different direction. Mutual parting of ways, Travis Stewart and the Green Wave here as well. It's never an easy thing, right, when a program has to go in a different direction. I I guess when you look at Travis's tenure here, what do you think happened? Or what were the expectations that were not met, perhaps?
0: Well, the I think the expectations were pretty clear, and it was not a secret, even with Travis himself heading into this season, where an NCAA regional had to be the goal. And unless there's a run next week in Clearwater, that's not going to happen. And so, you know, you're talking about six years with Travis here in New Orleans, there are five NCAA tournaments across that stretch, and unless there's a run, uh, there won't be an NCAA tournament across That's his tenure. So, I mean that that was the bar, and and everybody knew it. Travis knew it. This team knew it, and the administration knew it. The fans knew it, and and that is very unlikely to happen. And so, it came down to that. Now, did this past weekend maybe? the trigger pull or a little bit earlier as opposed to wait until season then maybe i'm not entirely sure the you know what led to this being the call this week as opposed right. to waiting until after clearwater but um with the month of may Gus, i mean this team was in a first place four weeks ago in mm-hmm. the league and now they're seven games out um and they're not going to finish any higher than fourth so um the fall was staggering and it's a three-and-six month of May. And, yes, there have been injuries in there sure. to, to, some, to some very key pieces, but um, just some of the the lackluster elements of some of the games were were hard to wrap your head around. And mm-hmm. so now it's, that's why a decision's been made now instead of in a couple of weeks.
2: And I know we, we've talked uh, weekly here, Corey, and we appreciate the time you give us. Look, it's been – you know, the timely hits haven't happened. Runners in scoring position, a chance to get in, or – um, just not being able to get out of an inning here or there, and that's that's baseball, right? So how how do you decide? I guess sometimes it's it's hard, right, as to what's baseball or what's buttons being pushed or not, and sometimes maybe players playing to their capabilities. But I guess when you have history on, on one end and expectations on the other, it's it's it, 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 it's hard to even decipher, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's never just one specific thing, guys, sure. especially in this sport. But you know, I think that this is the second year in a row in which there is a swoon at the end of the year, and last year it was you know half game out of first with four games to go, and you get swept at Cincinnati, and that was alarming. And so they they almost dug out of it by making a run in the conference tournament, but their at-large birth went away across three days last weekend. Here, a little bit more of a prolonged fall here in the month of May. But you can look at a similar trajectory here and you say, all right, yeah, maybe we left 12 runners on in this game. But to see kind of the losses pile up again for another May, You know that you know that's hard to ignore, and Mm so you know it. it, You could kind of feel it coming, unfortunately. And and, you know, I love Travis that he did a great job of letting me into this program and whatnot, and I'll I'll be forever thankful for that. But the the pressure got to be pretty clear from the fan base that this was happening again, and and it something's got to change.
2: Yep, it's crazy when you think of obviously the COVID shortened season, right? Start out fifteen and two, and uh, here you are now. Well, you can't do anything about the past. You, you gotta look at the next three games against Memphis and at conference tournament. Jay Ullman is gonna be the guy that's gonna be calling the shots. They are obviously on the staff and it, c- could it be, I, I, I hate to say rallying cry, right? Cause you, you want your players to be able to play regardless of oh, who's back there, but I don't know. C- can, can this team have that, I guess, motivation to make a run? Because I think they got the talent too, huh?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, and I, and I hope that's the case because even with the injuries, this team's still plenty talented enough to do damage next week. And, you know, one team has made itself clear that they're the lead dog now, but there, there's gettable games everywhere in Clearwater next week. And, you know, the, this group respects the hell out of Jay Olman and he, he'll get a head coaching job somewhere at some point. I don't know if he's going to be next in line here at Tulane. I'm sure he'll have a sit down to discuss it. Um, but they, you know, I was at practice yesterday, Gus, and it was, you know, that Monday was the day when the news came and that was a tough day. Yesterday was back to work and it, it felt that way at practice. And they were very attentive to Jay. They were listening to what he had to do, what he was trying to do. And that's, been part of this program for the three years he's been here. Um, he's he's the recruiting coordinator, too, and the classes have been great. That's why I say the talent's still plentiful mm-hmm. on this team, even with injuries, to do some real damage here. And so, you know, maybe this is something that kicks this team kind of awake again. I mean, it's, it'd be understandable if it's not with what just happened this week, but I mean, what, what happened in Wichita, Gus, was hard to really put your mind around and now if that wasn't going to wake him up monday might and we'll see if they can put it all together or if this is kind of how this year ends but i can tell you they they do respect the hell the hell out of the guy who is now leading his charge here
2: along those lines two final questions here for the voice of the green wave mr Corey glore eight teams in conference play Corey and Tulane, literally right there in the middle but they're only one of four teams that have 30 plus wins so they do have 30 wins along those lines uh, ECU, Houston, UCF, and Tulane have 30 plus wins. Everybody else, 21, 20, 23, 26, and that's overall. So, kind of what you're saying, you know, get in there and start playing some good baseball and, uh, you know, wh- why not, you know, be able to get out there and, and try to do that. But, I think it, it probably starts with getting your mind right. And then, more importantly, kind of getting the old momentum train going this week against Memphis. They're 7 and 14 in conference, 23 and 26. It, is this the series that, especially here at home, where you can, hey, get on that bus and head on over to, to Clearwater and and feel good about yourself?
0: Yeah, I mean, and you've already got three wins over Memphis this year. You started off conference plays, sweet right. being there. And, and so, I mean, this team started 5-0 and in the conference. And and now, the, I mean, look at where they are. And so, and half of those games, more than half, were wins over Memphis. And so... Like you can look at past experience, you can see what you're able to do against that team, and say, yeah, th- this is what we were. This is what April was for us, and and we were atop this league. And it's partly because of what we did against this team. I mean, it's you know, it, it it's up to these guys, Gus. There's no way around it here. And now there's you know, there's a new guy leading the charge. So what they want to show in terms of fight for Jay Ullman, that that's up to them now, and. You know it, the, the talent is very there. Um, it's you know what what was lacking in Wichita was I think uh, to to put it mildly was just a, a kind of a lack of urgency. And now you know the, mm-hmm. Travis Stewart's not there anymore. So now's the time, like right? I mean it's it's now to, now's the time to put it together. And it's got to start this weekend. Start feeling good about yourself before you head to Clearwater and open up play on Tuesday.
2: Corey Glore, uh we'll see what happens with the two lane green wave on the diamond in the next 3 days and of course next week over at Clearwater we'll try to catch you in between you know all that really hard prep work you're going to be doing on the beach I mean uh, in the hotel room and um we'll try to get you you know little little update from you if you don't mind you know I'll, I'll I'll let you tell me when you're you know you'll be so busy you know to help help out
0: here I I will not I I will not Have one moment of recreation. I will be all I will be doing is I will be locked into my room, working, prepping. I I, when I send you photos, it will open the room, yeah. Blacked out hotel room, (laughs) curtains won't open. Yes, I promise you.
2: No temptation. Do not open that curtain because if you see the gorgeous blue water and that sand, I mean, it's just you're going to be tempted. Milwaukee, by the way, your Bucks will select 24th uh, overall. In the NBA draft, uh, NBA draft dot net, it's got Kennedy Chandler, point guard from Tennessee going your way. Let me see what CBS sports dot com has going for you. And that would be Wendell Moore, small forward from Duke, one of the possible four or five Duke players that could go in the draft or in the first round alone. Do, do you pay attention to the draft nearly as much as maybe we have here in the past with New Orleans?
0: Uh, you telling me that the Bucks pick 24th was the first I had heard about that. So I <laughs> should <laughs> tell you where I am as a Bucks fan. I, I was watching a little bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was, I was hoping that the Pels would get a bump up there, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you got a bump anyway because of that trade. So I, am uh, that's, that's what I was. I, I got some friends who worked for the magic. And so I was happy for them, but, um, Outside of that, no, I had no idea where the Bucks yeah. are picking in the first round. See, I've already forgotten, even though you just told me.
2: See, and that's where Pels fans want to be. Where they're essentially Correct. the day after the draft lottery and leading into the draft, they go, Just just tell us the next day who they drafted. That's that's kind of where you want to be. Yep. By the way, the write-up on Wendell Moore, just throwing it out there for you, he shot forty percent for three point range in his final season at Duke. The bet is that he's a jumper in translatable skill. And it would be a valuable piece with Milwaukee. So you can never have enough three-point shooting, right? You know that from calling basketball.
0: Well, four three-point makes in game seven, I think, <laughs> certainly tell the tale of
2: that, <laughs> Gus. <laughs> That's true. At Corey Glores, we're going to give you a follow-over on Twitter. Thank you for your time, sir, and I'll try not to bother you too much next week, okay?
0: Oh, you, you know, I, I'm going to be busy working, Gus, so whenever you need me, just let me know. I, I know, man.
2: Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. See you. And there he goes. That is Corey Glore, voice of the Tulane Green Wave, coming up next. We'll continue a little college baseball talk. Mike Silva of the Colonels will join us. Southland Conference Tournament starts tomorrow. We don't really talk on Thursday, so we have to do it today. Quick break next on ESPN New Orleans. Calvin Braxton Ford is your Ford dealer here in Lockport. They want you to know it's important to keep your vehicle running its best. So Calvin Braxton Ford
4: Service Department is offering you the works. and all change up to five parts is $39.95 or diesel $129.95. The works includes oil filter change, tire
2: rotation, and multi pond inspection. Get a brake job for $289.95, including brake
1: pads, resurfacing rotors per axle. See our certified diesel tech today at Calvin Braxton Ford Highway 1 in Lockport. The other day, someone
4: said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests
0: like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the bayou boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy
3: to protect your home